Thanks for tuning in to the Doe Vision Experience Podcast. It's your boy, Frank Nitty. I'm back with another episode and another wrap-up of The Shy, episode six. If you haven't had an opportunity to watch this episode, I really think you should go out and check it out because, again, it could be a nice spoiler in there. And so if you haven't watched this episode yet, please hit pause, watch the episode, then come back and listen to this podcast. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up and get to the podcast. This is your boy, Frank Nitty. You know, grab your lighters, pull up, turn me up, and let's get it. Thanks for sticking around and clicking that button and staying tuned in to your boy as I talk about this shot wrap up. The first scene of the, of the episode kind of kicks off with Keisha. She's kind of thinking back about her brother. She's drawing, she's sitting on the bed and you can kind of tell that she's kind of down and out about the situation that we did. We now realize that later in the episode that it's her brother's birthday. You know, she's normally with her brother every year. She takes him to this, this one spot where they always eat breakfast. He gets pancakes and she's kind of reminiscing on that. And then as you see later on, the, the guy, her kidnapper actually comes in and he starts to kind of stay over her and trying to give a situation and let her know that there once was a girl that he reminisced about and he talked about that when he was a younger younger guy and he tried to date her she basically told him no you know she went on to date other guys that was in in the neighborhood and then she later found out that she got pregnant and she just went down a downward spiral she got fat and he that just basically broke his heart and so he's kind of trying to relive this situation through her by you know trying to kidnap her and make her do the things that he wants and she kind of looked like the girl that he reminisced about and he had a crush on back when he was a younger guy and then you kind of see that he's really torn up about it and you know he's he's relaying those those old memories and trying to relay it through her and relive them and, and she's just like not the person that she that the girl used to be you know he he's the guy that he was all in love with her and she wasn't in love with him and he broke her heart and he's trying to you know really relive that situation through you know through keisha even he cuts keisha hair you can see that he's cutting keisha hair talking about a story that you know what happened to the girl that he used to love and it, it broke his heart and things like that and it's just a weird awkward and it's a bad vibe for the show so i hope i hope they can get through this situation a lot quicker because as we know that you know Ronnie kind of heard a scream in the episode at the end of the episode prior that he heard a scream and he didn't quite know where it was coming from and so you kind of see now Ronnie is coming to the house he knocks on the door you know the guys kind of hears the door and he, he he's reluctant to go to the door but he eventually goes to the door he opens it up and Ronnie's kind of there and he's like hey I heard a scream and the guy's like oh yeah we hear screams around here all the time I was telling my wife about that kind of trying to play it off and and so Ronnie kind of like didn't buy it at first and he's like hey is it okay if I you know use your bathroom and the guy's like no 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 and Ronnie kind of like come on man you know i have i have nothing i basically have nothing can you can you let a guy use the restroom can you let me use the bathroom and so the guy lets the kidnapper lets running into the house and running is into the house with an ulterior motive auto- automatically he's already in he's kind of trying to see if he heard keisha because he, he he heard the muffle of the screen the night before or the episode before but he just didn't know exactly where it came from so he's out trying to search for that now and so he's into the house and the guy tells him that it's up to st- up the stairs and he goes up the stairs and he's like looking around he's looking from room to room trying to see if he sees keisha all the time keisha's downstairs and she kind of hears somebody walking through the house and she's like standing up and she's re- realizing that somebody's in the house and this is her opportunity to scream and holler and so she's in the she's in the basement and he's upstairs on the top floor and you can see the kidnapper kind of like listening in trying to see if keisha making any noise so he goes and turns up the TV even even further. Running goes into the bathroom and he flushes the toilet, but he hears somebody screaming in the basement. He hears some noise. He doesn't know if it's screaming, but he hears a sound in the basement. And he's like listening through the vents and, and Keisha's in the basement kind of screaming. 
he couldn't quite make it out because the kidnapper turned the TV up, so he kind of muffled the sound a little bit. So Keisha was downstairs banging on things, screaming, and, and you had uh, Ronnie upstairs, and he's in the bathroom. He's like trying to listen through the vents to try to hear something. He kind of hears something, but he can't quite detail and, and determine exactly what it is. So he comes back downstairs, and he basically leaves the house, and he's talking about the situation. But, you know, the guy was like about to hit him over the head with a trophy, but he somehow talked his way out of it, and Ronnie kind of got out the house and lived unscathed. So we move on to uh, with Tiff and, and Emmett and with that strict situation, you already know the episode prior that um, Sonny basically ran up on, on Emmett while he was out cooking in the backyard and he fired him. And he gave him his um, he gave him the the ending of the ending of the relationship. The relationship basically is over now. And so he's kind of kicking with Tiff. He's out running the errands with her as she goes out and try to make her pick up her weed because she's hustling weed. He kind of goes to the distributor where she's going and he realizes that, you know, that she's paying an awful lot of money for the, the weed that she's buying. And, you know, he's making a ruckus and, and then the bodyguard comes in and kind of pick, grabs him up to kind of kick him out. But then he recognizes the guy who actually owns the place. And, and lo and behold, the guy who owns the place was one of the friends of his that recently got murdered. So the main character that was um, let go on the show that's his cousin and so they go back in the back and they start talking and he's trying to cut out a deal for you know tiffany and they kind of come up with some some type of agreement and bam they, there he goes he make a new hustle for her and she's telling him he's all trying to make a hustle but that's his that's his nature he's just a hustler he's not a kitchen he's not a cook guy he's a hustler he goes out he sees a deal he's trying to make a deal so he continues to go on and make those different drop-offs to her and they go to one lady who basically doesn't have any money but she's she does tarot card readings and she's like okay tiffany like hey i know you don't have any money but you know i'll give you this flower and so she goes, she hits the flower when she gives a little star with the tarot card reading. And as she gets to a certain point, she's like, oh, I want to know what that means. And she's like, oh, that's what I call you. And so Emma's like, hey, I'm not going to keep, we're not going to keep giving you free, free weed. And the woman's like, hey, if you want to know what it is, you got to, you know, they got to pay up. And so Tiffany, she's so intrigued about what's going on because it's about their relationship. And so she gives it to her and the lady continues to tell her the card and she, tur she turns it over and she tells her exactly what it means. She just basically tells her that Emmett would never be satisfied with her. And they kind of, you know, throws them in a spiral to go outside and Emmett had to reassure her about, you know, the situation that they have. And he's all about her and he's all about the things that they have going on. He's not cheating on her because she comes out all frustrated and upset about it. And he's like, late, don't let somebody reading a tarot card get, get in between what we got going on. And I love you. I'm always going to love you. And you're the one for me. And so we see a commercial that's running on the TV screen and it's actually Duda's mom. We've never seen her. So she's on the screen. She's talking bad about Duda and how he was as a child. And, you know, he's he's basically he's not the person that he seems to be. And he's based, she's going on this rent and telling people that he's not a good guy and so on and so forth. And it comes out that she's endorsing his running mate, which is Camilla. And she's the person that she's going to be voting for. So Rosalind, you know, who do this wife, which is played by Candy, they're seeing this on TV and they're kind of like a little frustrated with each other. And he's upset about it with his mom and all the situation and what she's doing to him on TV. And so, you know, at the, as the commercial goes off or, or the live news, the news goes off. She basically tells uh, he basically tells her, Rosalind, don't do anything. You know, just let it be. Don't mess with it. Don't do anything. I don't I don't want this to come back on us. Just let it go. But you can see in her eyes that she didn't want quite want to let it go because she knows how this lady is. So you later see her later on in the, in the episode, you see her at the house and she's at the house and she's like, oh, you guys got a nice house in here. I, I, I never like you. And they kind of going back and forth. But you can tell they kind of never liked each other. So what she basically does, she puts it, uh, Rosin puts it on the table like, hey, look, what is it going to cost us? And she's like, oh, I'm not for sale. And so she 
she puts down on the table ten thousand dollars. She was like, "Oh, that that's not that's not gonna keep me quiet." Bam! She puts another ten thousand on the table. So she gave us twenty thousand dollars to be quiet and try to make her sign a form or NDA form so she can't say anything. So she eventually, you know, she talks about it and they go over and they finalize the deal. She signs the document. And as she leaving, you can see Duda come in the house and he's all frustrated with her because she told her not to, he, she told Rosalind not to do anything. But now they close the deal. She spent 20K to try to buy her off so she don't say anything. So Duda's all upset. And you can see as later on in the episode, he comes out, he makes a press conference and he was basically saying that his mama has been suffering from mental illness. And he tried to use that as leverage to the people to let them know like, hey, look, my mama's dealing with mental illness. We've always known this. And sometimes when she comes out, she, she has situations, she has rants and she has episodes to try to defuse the situation. So we we figure out, you know, Trig, uh, Trig is actually still trying to get Jake back from, you know, Duda. And Duda's basically, you know, Jake's new stepdad because you know he paid to have he, he paid to have the papers drawn up to adopt him and so now Trig can't really go out and just kill Duda and take Jake back because Jake's a little bit older and he doesn't know all the situation that's going on behind the scenes what Duda did to his brother and so Jake so Trig is trying to let him find out on his own and so he's trying to let him know that Duda's not a good guy and he's like hey look you know come live with me come stay with me and so they're out on the playground and they're trying to shoot hoops and they're kind of reminiscing over the old times. And Jake just let them know, they like, look, man, I'm, I'm good where I'm at. I'm not going to go with you. And he's just like, you know, come on, man, come live with me. And they get up saying like, hey, why did you leave us? He's like, man, I'm not going to kind of go down that, that memory memory lane of trying to like why he didn't come back for him. And he kind of put it like laid out in a situation like, hey, look, this is what it is. I did that. You know, we're going to let it go. If you want to hit me, hit me. And so Jake just hauls off and hits him in the face. Bow. And so he's like, hey, now you got that out your system. I'm like, yeah, I kind of got out of my system. And he's like, look. Man, I gotta go, man. My boy having his birthday, and we gotta go see. I gotta go see Kev, and so Trig is kind of like seeing over in the over in the distance. He see a car that's kind of looking out on him. And so Trig was like, "Look, man, I know, I know, Ridge had fifty thousand somewhere around here, man. He said he had it at the house. I've been looking for it. I can't find it." And Jake's like, "Like, what, man? Ridge ain't had no money, man. Ridge was always broke. You ain't really know Ridge." And so Jake, and so Jake's like trying to let him know, like, "Man, Ridge ain't got no money." But Trig already know that, you know, Jake told, not, not Jake, but uh, Ridge told him a long time ago that he, he stashed away 50K. And so there he got him out on this, like, this errand trying to find his money. And so they kind of get to this old house and they, they kind of break the window and they kind of get in and climb in. And then you are you see Tree just going around the room, kind of banging on the door, banging on the walls, and trying to see like where's a hollow piece of wall. At. And so he's he's banging, he's banging, he's banging. And Jake just kind of standing back, just looking at him like, hey, what's going on? And so he's like, all of a sudden he sees a, he, he feels and he hears something that's in the wall, just a little hollow in the wall. So he gets the crowbar that he has and he bangs through the door, bangs through the wall, bangs through the wall, bangs through the wall. And then he opens it up, he sticks his arm in, he grab a bag, grab a fifty thousand out, boom, throw it on the floor. He was like, man, look, you know, this is this is for you, man. You know, this money's for you. I'm gonna do this for you. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, man, you know, do that kill do ridge. And it kind of I gave gave an eye opener to Jake to let him know, like, Duda's not who the person he realized. He's like, look, man, if you're not if I can use this feet of thought, try to get you back, or you can try, you know what I'm saying, you can just stay where you at. And so at that moment, they kind of hear somebody kind of coming in, coming around the corner. And all of a sudden, you know, you see a guy kind of creeping down the hall and intrigue and, and, and Jake, they kind of like being quieted up against the wall. And the guy kind of pops his head out and Trig hits him in the head, knocks him out and let him know, like, hey, look, man, this is the guy that's trying to kill me. He's, he's like, man, that's Duda's guy. He's like, yeah, man, they've been trying to kill me. They've been on me all day. And Jake's like, man, you've been having, you've been knowing these guys been following me all day. And then you know this gonna try to kill him. So you basically just had me out there as bait. He's like, look, man, I just trying to let you know, like, you know, Duda's not who he tried to claim to be. 
and so they keep spinning it along and you kind of because it's jake's birthday I mean, because it's jake's um because it's kev's birthday they kind of spin off to show kev and he's uh, kind of with his little girlfriend they out there skating and they're having fun and he's kind of like you know trying to trying to figure out how how he can make this move on her and they trying to really have fun and then he sees that the girls that from his school are kind of like giving us he kind of overhear them talking about his sister he's like well how they know about my sister and he kind of gives them the side eye but they don't really know over here but then they try to come and wish him happy birthday but he's all tight and upset because him and Gemma is now he's like man how do they know about my situation at school because they on the other side of town and they don't even know but they don't really know me like that and so he's like kind of a little frustrated a little upset and so they eventually leave they go to his nice go to the restaurant where he and his sister always go for his birthday try to get him pancakes or whatnot and she kind of gives him his birthday gift and kind of gives him an iPad. He's all excited. And she's and she sees in herself, Gemma kind of knows, like, you know, she kind of confesses up and let him know, like, hey, what the situation is and why the girls were upset. And she kind of fesses up and tell him, like, hey, you know, I told such and such. And she probably told her mom and her mom probably told her, her, her daughter. And that's how they know. So I basically basically got it from me. And he's like really bent out of shape about it because he don't want, he don't really want them to know about anything that's going on in his household. He don't want them to know about his sister being missing. He's upset that with her that she could basically try to buy him off with the iPad and then tell him that the situation is happening. It's all because of her, and he's not really he's not really feeling that. So he goes, he gets up, he runs away from the table. So now we spin back to we spin back to the episode where the part of the episode where Ronnie is you know dealing with Miss Ethel, which is his grandma. So he goes over to to the nursing home where there gets a dress because they're supposed to be going out on a, on a, to the to the nightclub where she used to go when she was much younger, and it was just a jazz event place, and she really loved it, and they decided to go. And so she's all dressed up. She got on her nice fur. She got on her nice clothes. They walk up to the club, and you can see on the wall on the club door is like it's changed. It wasn't what she was what it was when she was much younger. They had like, it was like something something cock lounge and i'm like what cock lounge when you get in there and so they didn't really pay it any attention and the guy at the door kind of gave him a house and she was like oh man my, my grandmother she used to sing here way back in the day and he was like oh, okay go ahead go ahead so she goes in they're kind of walking around and Miss Elthel kind of like looking like oh man this ain't this ain't what it used to be when i was up in here then all of a sudden you hear the music come on and Miss Heather like, what, what is going on? And you see these guys come out, these Chipperdale dancers come out, you know, they're half naked and they're dancing. And, and Ronnie's like, what? What in the world, Grandma? And she run, and, and Miss Heather like all thrown off like, Ronnie, why would you take me somewhere like this? Like, you know, Grandma, this is what you want to do. This is where you want to come. And, he, and she's like, this ain't what I want to be. And he's like, come on, let's get out here. Then Miss Heather like, no, no, I think we're going to hang out a little while. We're going we gonna to sit around. We're going to hang out a little while. And, and one of the dancers started dancing on Miss Elthel. And Miss Elthel like having, having a good time. And so she resolved to run. Hey, run it. Give me some wands. And so all of a sudden, Ronnie kind of gives her some wands. And she's hanging out. And she's having fun. And they're having fun. And, and it cuts over to pop and maisha they're at the they're at the, the cake shop because because it's on jake's because it's kevin's birthday they're trying to get a cake for jake that he's coming for, for kevin because his mom kind of told him to nina told him hey get the cake you know we've already set it up you know just got to go pay for it and so they're in the line at a restaurant and he's in the cake shop and he's telling maisha like hey look i want to go he's trying to hold her hand he's like look i'm ready to go public and maisha's like nah she's kind of hesitant she's like nah i don't want to go public yet with our relationship because once people people start knowing who that we're together they're gonna try to really mess it up and he's like look i don't care i'm all about you you know he's really into her so he gets to the front of the line and he's coming to pick up a pick up the cake for kev and you can see that the the person behind the counter kind of had an attitude with him and so she goes and like hey you know tell the, tell the other worker hey is this cake for kev and she's like yeah that's it so he gets the cake he gets to pay for it he opens it up and the cake has the wrong name spelled on it 
He's like, look, man, his name is Kevin. And they, they spell the name Kevion or something. And he's like, look, man, this guy's Kevin. He's like, how do you spell it? He's like, K-E-V-I-N. And so he, the guy comes like, hey, can you fix this? And she and she goes, she hands him the cake and he goes and they keep talking about their relationship or how he want to be public. So she brings the cake back to him and he's like, okay, you guys fixed it? And he's like, yeah. And he opened up the cake again and all we see and he just basically swiped out a few letters out of the cake and just handed the cake to him. Like nobody really ever tried to really fix the cake. They just really just swiped out the letters and you can see how nasty that made the cake look. He really didn't want to take it, but he was like, hey, Nina told me to grab this cake. I can't come back without the cake. So he grabs a the cake. They're walking down the street and he's talking to Myesha and he's like, letting him know, like, you know, I'm all about you. I want to be with you. I want to I want you to be, you know, my girl. And I want to. And so he goes to try to reach for her hand as they're walking down the street. So he's going to try to reach for her hand and carry the cake at the same time. And as soon as he reached for her hand, the cake fell out of his hand, hits the ground. And he's all like, man, I knew it. I knew. I thought I really thought I can I can hold your hand and hold a cake. And the cake's just all on the ground, just a mess. And he's like, man, I didn't even want the cake anyway. And so he walks off. So he cuts back to Miss Ethel. Miss um, Ethel's and now instead of them dancing all of her, she has everybody in the club sitting down and she's telling them, you know, in the club, like, you know, this is what we used to do back then. This is how this club used to be. It used to be jazz and we used to sing and this is so-and-so we used to come in here and so-and-so used to come in here and we used to sing and we used to have a good time. And so the entire club is sitting on the floor while she's in a chair and she's telling all these old stories and everybody's all in awe of her and her, all of her situation that she what she was doing back then. And that just goes to show you when you have the respect and you are, you know, much elder, you're in your elder states, you can really control the room when you are, you know, have respect. And she, because her pictures was all over the place. So they, so she showed them like, hey, this was me. This is what I was doing. This is what this club was. It's not what it is now. And so they were just like drinking, having fun. And she just had the time of her life. And as they go back, you know, go back to the nursing home, she kind of tells Ronnie, like, hey, I'm cold. I want to just lay down. And you can kind of see the scene kind of setting up for what's happening next. And she lays down, you know, Ronnie goes to get her a blanket and he does something for the room. He comes back and he's like, she closes her eyes and you're like, knows that Miss Ethel is no longer here. You can just see that she she went on home. She went to the upper room and Ronnie kind of realizes that she's no longer with us and he cries. And you can kind of see that she had the time of her life and she seen what she wanted to see. She got to go, go out to that one last time and she did what she wanted to do. Now all of a sudden she passed away and she gone to the other side of the, to the other life. And so that's a big spoiler alert if you haven't had a chance to see the episode. So if you haven't had a chance, you know, that spoiler alert, my apologies, but I, I try to wait a little couple of days with some of these episodes just so you guys get a chance to watch it because I know where everybody has a very hectic life and a lot of things going on, especially with the pandemic. So, you know, I, I wait a couple of days before I actually put the episode out because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. As we cut back to Kevin, he's running, he's coming home. You know, everybody's at home with this, his mom, his stepmom, and all of his friends are there for to try to set him up a surprise party. And as he get ready to come to the house and he gets a call on his cell phone from a blocked number and you see the blocked number and you see the blocked call and he goes to pick up the phone and he just listens and he doesn't hear anything. It just goes quiet. But on the other end, you can see that it's Keisha. She's basically talked to kidnapper into letting, to calling her brother for his birthday, but she just can't say anything. She just hears him on the phone. She hears his voice and she knows that he's all right, but he doesn't know that it's her on the other end. 
So they cut from that scene and it goes back to him putting his key in the door. He walks in, he has the birthday party. Everybody surprises him, jumps out and see the, the cake. And I mean, you see all the, the confetti comes down and then all of a sudden, instead of the cake being a big deal because uh, when Papa got back, he tried to tell Nina about the cake, which was Kevin's mom. She's like, hey, I don't want to hear anything about the cake. I don't want any more bad news. But in all in a while, she's in the cooking, she's cooking up something, but you never know, you don't know what she's cooking until Kevin walks in and you see that he's bringing her, bringing him a big stack of pancakes. He was like, oh, mom, I can't believe you remember. He's like, how can I not remember? I know you want pancakes for your for your birthday. You don't want a cake. You want pancakes. And so he had a big, you know, six or seven, eight stack pancakes with a birthday candle on it. And that's how he celebrated his birthday. So I appreciate you guys for taking taking a chance, taking an opportunity, clicking that button and listening to what I have to say. Um, continue to listen to these wrap ups. Um, I, I'm really enjoying the show. I hope you guys are really enjoying the show. Again, if you haven't had the opportunity to watch the show, please go watch the show watch all the old episodes catch up and then come back and talk to me let me know how you feel about the show hit me on my dm you know you know hit me an email however you want to do it you can reach me at dovisionsf.com or you can reach me at dovisionsf at gmail at gmail or dovisionsf at gmail.com or you can reach me at dovision.com i appreciate you guys for listening tune in next week to the next episode until then it's your boy frank nitty and i'm out I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to grab some merch, canvas prints for your home or office, or see the full link video from this episode, please visit dovision.com. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at dovisionsf. Also, send me an email of someone you'd like to hear on the podcast at dovisionsf at gmail.com. Also, please join the Dovision Club at patreon.com forward slash dovision for early access to the content and some of the behind the scenes look of some of the episodes that I create. While you're listening, don't forget to hit, hit the subscribe button and comment on the podcast as well as my YouTube channel and turn on those post notifications so that you'll be notified each and every time I drop a new episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, collaboration over competition. Until next time, this your boy Frank Nitty and I'm out.